Blog Talk Radio. Really? I mean, I think I would change up my own show's theme. Not to just drab on music, folks, but you know what? Can we start again, please? Not for real. Let's do this shit again. And do it nicely, please. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. since I've reviewed wrestling pay-per-view. And it was the Royal Rumble on Sunday on the WWE Network, streaming live on Roku and Apple TV 4 or Xbox, whatever you streamed it through. It was live from Tropicana and the Thunderdome with a virtual audience that was aesthetically pleased, which is a rarity among WWE audiences because a lot of people can be very critical, but you know, a lot of people's people. Let's keep focused on a task that is at hand, ladies and gentlemen. To begin the night for the kickoff match was the Women's Tag Team Championships. I must say that was the only clusterfuck of the night. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte Flair and the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka say um watching that match some parts of it were the drizzling shits other parts of it looked really crisp um i do not understand the three interference spots which one of them the referee blatantly could have seen and i don't that interference spot was too close for comfort where he couldn't see it. he was trying to look ahead in his positioning um he's doing the best he can as an official not to laugh how blatant the fucking distraction spot with Lacey was. I didn't mind Rick coming down the ring, but then it should have ended, you know, a simple pull the tights, one, two, three. What? Did that just happen? Shayna, Shayna grabbed the tights, one, two, three. And instead, you had a run-in, which is fine, but there was about, okay, so Charlotte Flair is Wonder Woman all of a sudden, and it takes three women to keep her down. That makes 
Shanna Baszler and Nia Jax look extremely fucking weak simply because <clears throat> the match could have ended on more than one occasion and there was enough heat to fucking do it. I didn't care if Ric Flair came down the ramp in a thong. Like, it didn't fucking matter to me that uh, that match was the kickoff show. The very, you know, after that, okay, you had a championship match and a championship match. So, actually, three, so was it Night of Champions? I'm just kidding. So, you had McIntyre versus Goldberg. We're going to talk about hellacious matches, six and a half, seven minutes. McIntyre and Goldberg beat the holy fuck out of each other, yes. Was it a good match? No. It was a decent match in the sense that Goldberg did not win the title, thank God. Because had he won the championship, I still would have been like, you know, it it just restores my faith and predictability in wrestling. Is wrestling ever going to be predictable? Yes and no. But that match, thank God. Thank God. You know, that McIntyre retained the championship in order to set course for WrestleMania. I don't know who the fuck he's going to face, but, you know, they'll find somebody for Drew to face. Sheamus, possibly. Edge, possibly. Oh, wait, Rollins, maybe. Because you know that route they're going in at for WrestleMania. We don't know. I honestly don't know, man. But if you have any questions, it's Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram. Underscore at Brian Rails on Twitter. And furthering the social media entourage, it's www.wrestleradionetwork forward slash facebook.com. You can reach us there. There's a new logo coming, folks. There is a new logo coming coming soon. Brought to you the one, by the one, the only Lady Lynn and myself. Actually, one, plural. <clears throat> Back to the whole thing. Let's see here. <clears throat> SmackDown Live Women's Championship match: Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Now Carmella gets an extreme amount of heat, you know, for not being a good worker. Blah blah blah. I didn't mind the match, although it kind of put it lulled me to sleep just a little bit. It didn't matter. They put on a show and that they entertained us. So with Reginald for that matter, Sasha Banks ended up retaining. So, Sasha, yay. Then you have the Women's Royal Rumble. <coughs> Bailey was the first entrant. Naomi was second. Bianca Belair was third. Fourth was Billy Kay. Fifth was Shotzi Blackheart from NXT. Then you have number six. I believe it was Jillian Hall. Seven was Tony Stewart. Actually, yeah. Six was Shayna Baszler. Thanks for mentioning that, my friend. Seven was Tony Storm. Eight was Jillian Hall. Nine was Ruby Riot. That sounds like a horrible Christmas song when I do that. Uh, Victoria was number 10. Peyton Royce, number 11. I missed something. Oh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Never mind. I, Toxic. Santana Garrett from NXT. Liv Morgan. Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair at number 15. This is easy, folks. If I write it down instead of go through results, trust me. Online was giving me the bullshit, I'm telling you. 16, Dana Brooks. 17 was Tori Wilson. 
18 was Lacey Evans, 19, Mickey James, 20, Nikki Cross, Alicia Fox at 21. And boy, that was interesting. Not only did R Truth lose the 24 7 championship, but after Alicia got eliminated, he won it back. Fun fact for you she won the 24 7 title in simple fashion. Dakota Kai, okay. Mandy Rose first, then Dakota Kai. Carmella at 24. Tamina, Lana at number 26. Alexa Bliss at 27. I was kind of disappointed, you know, with her elimination. I thought that she would have lasted a little bit longer, but that wasn't the plan, I guess. And then Ember Moon at 28. She lasted pretty long, too. Uh, Nia Jax at number 29. And number 30, Natalia. I don't want to go over eliminations. I'm just going to get to the point. <clears throat> NXT alumni ruled the roost, man. You had Bianca Belair. You had Santana Garrett. You had Shotzi Blackheart. You had, plain and simple, you had a lot of women in there busting their ass and giving us, the audience, a fucking show. And who better to do it, you know, than the EST of NXT and now main like the EST of WrestleMania. She's going to WrestleMania. She did it from the number three spot. And some people had the nerve to say on social media that the only reason that she won was because of Black History Month. No, man. Bianca Belair, despite me, you know, having that, I did not really get behind her until maybe a few spots in NXT where she just, like, was really, really pouring it on with the charm. You know what I'm saying? Pouring it on with the charm means she gave a flavor to her character. Not a lot of females do that. Sasha does. Carmella kind of does. Nikki, every one of them does have flavor and substance behind their gimmick. But what I'm telling you is Bianca Belair, well, not only does she have strength, but that girl, that woman, I should say, if she becomes a champion, I don't know. Oh, in my heart of all hearts, fans want to see Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. I mean, to say Bianca versus Asuka, no, she won't go there. <laughs> I don't know, though. I might be pleasantly surprised. It's refreshing. It's very refreshing to see somebody else outside of Charlotte Flair win that Royal Rumble. And it was very awesome to see the unity between, uh, temporary unity between Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And after a while, we're starting to see some change just a little bit. And after last night's WWE Raw, um, I'm not sure why they're still coming out with microphones, why we're still promoing. It wasn't long. It's gotten to the point where they're cutting them short. But it's like, okay, so we need a microphone to have action? But, you know, AEW does the same thing, though. Let's talk and talk and talk and then get to the point because you have to kind of do what your competition does only better, so they say. So the real question remains... If um, WWE Rona came out the night after, how are we supposed to get into the show? 
you know, Matt Riddle's on Raw, and he went one on. I'm I'm getting digressing. I'm just reviewing Raw just a little bit here. It wasn't the the Raw that was supposed to grab us by the you know by the horns, and it's just like, man, he got us hooked. I'm gonna read Raw results just real quick. So I'm I sorry. I said I wasn't gonna keep doing this, but um, here's what I have to tell you. I watched some of Raw. I watched the very beginning with McIntyre, Sheamus, and Edge, and that that promo. So um, I'm not the Bleacher Report. I don't like that. CBS does good on local reports, but boy, sometimes Edge had his first match on Raw in nearly a decade and did not make his WrestleMania decision. There's a reason for that. Everyone thinks that he may or may not go after Roman. And please, God, you know, I'm sorry if I'm pleading with religious beliefs tonight, but um, please, for the love of you-know-who, why does it go after Edge? Okay, so Edge gets help closing the book. Okay. Edge beat Randy Orton Pinfall. We're going backwards. How in the hell does this happen? Edge hit an edgeomatic, so he renamed the move instead of education. It's edgeomatic. Okay, cool. Seamus delivers a message. Who wrote this shit? Are we going backwards? Okay, Riddle uh, beat Lashley. Miz and Morrison hosted Bad Bunny on Miz TV. So now Damian Priest is on Raw, and he laid out the news before him. Okay. All righty. I smell celebrity going to Mania. Yikes, bad bunny, anybody. Raw Tag Team Championship of Her Business defeated the Lucha House Party to retain the tag team titles. I can understand that one. Lana and Naomi beat Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose and Charlotte Flair. No. So, wait, Naomi's a tag team with Lana. Why? I don't question anything anymore, but hey, whatever. So, they're the number one contenders instead of Charlotte and Asuka. I guess they have plans for Charlotte to feud with Lacey, which is kind of pointless. Anyways, Jeff Hardy and Carlito beat Elias and Jackson Riker. That's interesting. Carlito competed on Raw. Okay, Alexa Bliss defeat Nikki Cross. Why? She hit Alexis. <laughs> the fire, okay. The darker version of the Firefly Funhouse music then hit, and she had transformed back to the Alexis playground look and crossed with the finish. Uh, I don't know what to think of Raw. I know that McIntyre, Sheamus, and Edge was uh, involved in something that didn't lead into anything. Now, other than that, you know, I guess. I do remember some of WWE Raw, but I'm going to get back to the Rumble. Let's just focus on that, shall we? Before the men's Rumble, you had Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a last man standing match for the WWE Universal title. Or Universal Championship. Sorry, I can't do the best impersonation. I can do my, you know. can do Anthony Kimmel's voice impersonation a little lot better. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to, though. 
So, the men's Royals Rumble. And at number one was Edge. Number two was Orton. Three was Sami Zayn. Four was Mustafa Ali. I don't know how you pronounce his name. I'm really bad at pronunciations, dude. It's not my fault. Number five was Jeff Hardy. Six was Dolph Ziggler. Seven, Shinsuke Nakamura. Eight, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Carlito. Nine, Xavier Woods. Ten, Big E. Eleven, John Morrison. Twelve was Ricochet. Thirteen was Elias. Fourteen was Damian Priest. Fifteen was The Miz. Sixteen was Matt Riddle. (laughs) Seventeen was Daniel Bryan. Eighteenth appearance from Mr. Kane. Nineteen was King Corbin. Twenty was Otis. Twenty-one was Dominic Mysterio. Twenty-two was Lashley. Twenty-three was Hurricane. Twenty-four was Christian. Twenty-five was AJ Styles. And AJ Styles kind of did have a big impact in the Rumble, but not really. And then 26 was Sheamus. 27 was Rey Mysterio. 28 was Cesaro. 29 was Seth. And 30 was Braun Strowman. Out of all those men that entered the Rumble, folks, I, uh, I, I must tell you, I personally feel that the Rumble for the women, compared to the men, men's eliminations, they're doing a lot better because, you know, they got you can't make it last as long as it used to back in the day, and I get it. I'm not complaining about it. The men's rumble is actually fairly interesting, and I actually wrote down the eliminations right next to each other. And why didn't I read them off for the women? Because the women's eliminations were fairly quicker than the men's. And I don't know, maybe if it was due to time constraints, because they had three hours for the whole fucking show. I mean, they do run three hours, three and a half for NXT at almost four Anyway, so Edge eliminated a lot of people. He was he outlasted 29 other men, and he's only the second superstar to do this since Shawn Michaels. So Randy Orton got eliminated by Edge, and I, I was confused, though. You know, if somebody RKO's somebody, or does their finish, I should say, wouldn't it mean that your ass would be completely knocked out and you wouldn't be able to move? But Edge, you know, dug way down deep, and he knocked out Orton. But Sami Zayn, let's see here. He got Sammy got eliminated by Big E and Xavier Woods. You know, but Xavier Woods, I think, got, yeah, he got eliminated by Mustafa Ali. So Jeff Hardy, I forget who he got eliminated by. But Ziggler, this is his, that was his 14th appearance in the Royal Rumble. And, um, yeah. He was amazing as well. Very, very great performer. Getting right down the elimination. Shinsuke Nakamura, Xavier Woods, uh, Big E eliminated Mustafa Ali, John Morrison's eighth appearance, Ricochet. I think that was his first, his second rumble, I believe, or third. I'm not remembering very well. Elias eliminated Carlito, which I don't know if people are going to sit there and tell themselves that they expected that elimination, but it's kind of foredrawn conclusion that a legend gets eliminated by a very similar gimmick. Uh, Damian Priest eliminated Elias, Miz, and Morrison, and Kane. That's a pretty big deal. Let's see here. Matt Riddle, okay, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan got eliminated. He wasn't He wasn't the last out, though, and I was, I was so happy to see him in the Rumble, man. 
Kane's 18th appearance. Holy shit. You know, that dude picked up where he left off, except he didn't eliminate 14 people, but it is what it is. And people expected Lesnar to be at the Rumble? Holy shit. Thank God. <clears throat> Let me read over these eliminations. Okay, so I know Lashley eliminated Hurricane. That was funny. Hurricane has been in, I think, a few Royal Rumbles himself, like 2003, 2000, actually from 2002 to 2004. But I, I don't recall seeing Hurricane after 2009. I did see him at Danny Cage's Monster Factory, but that's not the Rumble. Okay, let me... <clears throat> Otis got eliminated fairly quickly, and that was by King Corbin. I remember that. And Dominic Mysterio, he held on tight and eliminated Baron Corbin. Or King Corbin, when the man goes by now. <coughs> Christian, wow. Christian was in the 33rd Annual Royal Rumble at Tropicana. My God. He came out fairly late, folks. I mean, he came in at number 24. AJ Styles. I love, love this gimmick. You know, you have your uh, liaison or your your manning or your protection or your bodyguard, if you will, almost, I believe was his name. I don't know why they don't work this guy. Maybe he's going to overpower guys. I don't know if they think he's going to be another great Kali. But he did have some form of impact when AJ Styles almost got eliminated. The man held AJ Styles up and quite literally saved him from elimination, not once, not twice, three times. The lady... He got, he actually had impact. You know why? It was funny, though, because AJ did get eliminated on the other opposite side of the ring, and he didn't do shit. So it is what it is. I guess AJ Styles will eventually win the Rumble, maybe someday, some shape or form. And speaking of the Royal Rumble, people have their crackpot theories that if Vince McMahon were there, the show would have been different. Well, I'm not lying. If he was there, who knows what the results would have been. It may have been the same as it was, you know, laid out. If you want to keep an audience and you want to draw 16,000 people to this year's WrestleMania, I mean, that's not going to be a problem because we've been cooped up in our fucking houses all day long. Going to uh, Some of us going from work to home, work to home, Occasionally the grocery store, so on so forth. Okay, so I just want to point out it wouldn't have mattered if Vince was at the show or not. And some people were actually speculating that oh, it made a difference. It may have, it may not have. The man owns the company, and yeah, some of his shows have not been to what most call you know, a heart's desire to watch it again. And there's reasons for that. And sometimes if you're not in the truck, if you're not in production, we really can't say shit. And to be honest with you, I'm so glad that the shop is open. I'm so glad that uh, we're getting the privilege to watch and the, you know, seeing these performers at the Royal Rumble and actually Seeing a great show for the first time in a while. I mean, despite the drizzling shits of a match between 
Oscar and Charlotte versus Shayna and Nia. It looked like they didn't even know Rick was going to come out. And what was terrible was the interference fight with Lacey. Like, come on, man. I'm pretty sure the referee had to, like, hold back immensely. Because Lacey was, like, right underneath him. And he could have easily turned around and disqualified Shayna and Nia. But it's like, I guess, I guess that's the roles that have been given to Nia and Shayna to become the two-time women's tag team champions. And Charlotte and Lacey are feuding for what reason? So if Charlotte wins the championship, is that going to set up Lacey and Charlotte for either the United Champions, or I don't know if they have that pay-per-view, but whatever pay-per-view is up next for WWE or sub-pay-per-view, I don't want to... I don't want to be the one to point this out. But if Lacey goes one-on-one with Charlotte and wins the championship, is it a big deal? No. Lacey, you know, she's elevated herself as a heel again with Rick. Oh, no, she was kind of elevated without him. Love Rick, respect him and what he's done in the business, but at the same token, it's like, no. You need to go back from whence you came and just be the legend that you are. I know that it's easier said than done when you won 16 championships and made had an iconic match with Hunter back in the day. Got a standing ovation. And no one can take that away from Rick. But for the love of Christ, man, involving himself in an interference spot which took forever and a fucking day. Three times. The lady, three times it took to knock Charlotte Flair on her ass, you know, with a stupid leg drop which had no emphasis whatsoever and became pointless at that point in time because why? Once, you know, Ric Flair's entrance, that's one running. Two, when Lacey took Charlotte Flair from not completing the bridge and going up with it, you know, pulling her wrist down and interfering the match. Okay, two. Third interference spot was when Charlotte Flair, actually, no, that was two. Uh, one was she knocked Lacey Evans down two. Actually, it may have been four. So that's the only match where I can pinpoint what I didn't fucking like. Carmella and Sasha, let me just be honest with you. The beginning, I said it wasn't a bad match. Kind of lulled me to sleep just a little bit. With It was the same match that I could have seen on SmackDown Live, just on a bigger grand scale, Okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. I just didn't, I could not get myself to be behind that style of match because Carmella, either her shit is really bland and it doesn't flow at all. And Homegirl, she can kind of wrestle. (laughs) It's just, I wouldn't put her in the main event or I would not make her a champion ever again simply because. She's just not much of a draw unless she's either got a manager or she puts herself on the mic. She's like the female Enzo. Oh, that's mean, dude. I would not have said that. That's kind of an insult to women's wrestling because Enzo can't even 
I've seen some of his work uh, thus far in the independence, and like I said, you know, it depends on who he's working and where he's working. I don't care, but to refer to Carmella as Enzo, that is an insult to women's wrestling. Come on, man. If you have any questions, folks, be sure to message me. I will get to them as best I can. It is under brand name, Wrestle underscore radio. And that would be on Instagram. On Twitter, it's underscore at Brian Rails. On Twitter, you can catch the latest episodes of Wrestle Radio Network. And Off the Rails Uncensored for free on iTunes. Can I just go into advertisement mode? I sorry when I talked about those two okay, so to compare and contrast, you've got hmm, Sasha Carmella versus the Drizzling Shit tag women's tag team championship match. I wonder When you do wrestling training, why would you need three interference spots to get your point across? It doesn't matter if it's AEW or anything for that matter. And you know why it doesn't matter? Because if you have, if you need that many interference spots to make you feel like, okay, I must have, you know, if I was a manager and I was managing Kurt Gannon or if I was managing Chad Gable and I had to interfere in the match not once, not twice, not three, four times, at that point, I better get popped in the face or knocked on my ass. Okay? Because at... At the point of attack, man, four interference spots is little too much for comfort. And that, you know, we should not be the focal point of attention. And the person I'm not angry with is not Charlotte Flair. It's Rick Flair. Okay? Why would you not listen to him? But at the same token, it's like, okay... There comes a point when we as fans know when you run four spots, four. Lacey didn't have to get herself involved. There was no need for her to get involved, except for maybe after the fact. This is probably going to be the focal point of Off the Rails Uncensored tonight. It's like, how many interference spots do you need in a wrestling match? And at what level and what cost? It doesn't matter what level you're at. Even in the indies, there comes a time when fans, yes, they'll boo and they'll get into whatever they're fucking into. There's no doubt about it that they're great competitors. All four women. But I'm going to ask you again. What was the point. Of having. 
all those interference spots during a match in which I bet you some people didn't even pay attention to. I, in particular, because you can't deny those four women, they've all been champions. <clears throat> Nia being the Raw Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler, now Tag Team Women's Tag Champion twice, and also former three-time, two- or three-time NXT Women's Champion. They've all been champions. Let's just point this out. Um, some people are going to have bad matches, and you're not going to be remembered how great a strategy it was to run four interference spots. And I know I'm repeating myself in circles, but in different wavelengths, but I get to the fucking point, okay? So, here it is. <laughs> the following content contains expletives which should not be repeated by children under the age of 18. My show Off the Rails and Censored is a, well, it's been a coin podcast for almost five years now. March 7, 2016, commenced the birth of Off the Rails Uncensored, a show containing explicit language not suitable for minors under the age of 18. If you repeat any semblance of the title Off the Rails Uncensored or Shooting the Shit, guess what? There's only one fucker that can do this show the best way he knows how, and that's me. So, without further ado, Monkeys in the Truck, can you please hit my music? that includes a run-in, a spot that includes a manager or a rival or whomever, you do not have more than three spots. And what transpired on Sunday was a great Royal Rumble match for Belair, and congratulations to Edge, title opportunity, a champion of their choosing from any roster whatsoever. I'll be shocked she goes after death. But that's besides the point. We're here to talk about need the Rick Flair spot. And it could have been condensed better. It's a good match in spots, not so much. And what I mean by that, specifically speaking, 
when you see Nia Jax, who wasn't quite ready for a hot tag, um, this is this. It's not that she's in. Well, blame on Charlotte because Daddy's back. Because Ric Flair is the bomb diggity. He's amazing. I don't quite comprehend why you have to tell the girls, oh, you know, we've got to have Lacey come down in the ring, and then you're going to give her the what for. What nature in the fucking interference? No, it's gonna look. That's gonna feel like when you were six years old. Where's Waldo? He really, Ric Flair is a and Nevada is six. The son of him trying to say something. The fact, oh, he though didn't it? No, didn't. Nuclear heat because there's way too many goddamn interference. Other than, you know, that one match, yes, the Royal Rumble ended on a fucking positive note. Find something in round two. I'm going to switch my focus. If you Carmella Atasha, the comfort of my own home. When you start off the match, into a lot of shit. Championship match. It's supposed to be builds, you know, slow at first. The baby face comes out, guns are blazing. That'd be Carmella. Has something in the back pocket. Hers get some heat. <laughs> Man, Carmella's an expert on heat, but. Other than that, you know, specifically speaking, when, you know, the bank statement gets put on and the center of the ring, Carmella didn't even try to reach for the ropes. Why? Because Asha had her in good position, I guess. I really can't pick it that much other than the fact that it, it kind of, like I said, it kind of lulled me to sleep in a bad way. Like, this is supposed to be a championship match, not a match that puts my eyeballs at risk of falling asleep during a wrestling show, and that's not good, right? Your match is supposed to be one that intrigues, one that entertains, and it did not do either. Same thing with Shayna Baszler and Nia versus Charlotte and Asuka. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, here's our titles, hot potatoes. After all, Asuka and Charlotte will only hold it for three weeks because it's part of the fucking gimmick. Charlotte goes 1-1 at least 2K. To me, this is just strong woman. How you would grade her on talent wise, but she had an extreme losing streak. She wasn't. You know, in in it. I 
Io Shirai, uh, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler. So she kind of got lost in the shuffle. Now to make her relevant from the main level, you're going to give her to Charlotte Flair, who's working her. And Rick, of course, suggestion because he's a fucking amazing dude with credentials like ooh, 16 championships. Sold in several territories, survived a plane crash. Damn, fucking 9,000 lives he does. There's a suggestion, though, of running those interference spots. Like, let's do this to get heat. Let's do this to get heat. No. Perspective from a fan's perspective. It doesn't quite fucking make sense. He could not turn around because I was told, I bet you before, this is oh, running interference. And you're not going to, don't what you do. And that's what fucking somebody said to him. It was pathetic. How are you not going to notice when you're standing in a position like that and you just have to keep a straight face and you're like, oh, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. He could have at least say, hey, did you touch him? Did you interfere? Didn't even fucking do that. Just stood there. So, technically, I'm pissed at the referee for that. Two, like I said, the Royal Rumble was not fucking terrible. It was, by far, one of the most intriguing Royal Rumbles I've seen in the, since 2020 when I went in Houston. Edge was there last year, too. And he came very that rumble too surprisingly you know I was not saying it was kind of just by luck but some of you theorists out there it wouldn't have mattered if Vince was there now because you have to keep an audience in order for them to get those 16,000 seats do you you honestly want to go if you'd have a reverse results no so in a way yes it was a blessing that Vince may not have been there he was taking a break and I'm one that's not a fan of some of what he has approved of because it's like, man, really? I saw him under the network. Why can such a podcast? Hello? It's kind of a, a foredrawn conclusion that if Vince is laughing at, I don't know if you classify that as good or bad, but him not there on the show, did it make a difference or not? No, because the writers just filled in and did what Vince made them Give the audience what they want. That's kind of, you know. If you have any questions again, folks, it's Wrestle underscore radio. It's Wrestle Radio forward slash Facebook dot com. On Twitter at Brian Rails. You can ask me any questions directly. I've had like six questions tonight. I need more, folks. I need more. Other than the debauchery that was the women's tag team championship match, basically it's being gimmicked as, oh yeah, let's you know give the titles to this group. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss did last quite a quite a while before pandemic, and you know it's time to hand it on because Alexa Bliss's career is constantly evolving, which is pretty cool. But back to the subject at hand, I'm not going to hold back. Only was the hot tag screwed up, and I came in very unprepared. Like, oh shit! I turned to get boot, you know, eat the boot. 
from Charlotte Fair has been there. I like the frequent tags. I, like I said, I'm not hating on this match entirely, but it's just like I just, for the love of Christ, some may disagree and said I didn't see any problem with that match. They got heat, didn't they? I was like, well, if you're going to run interference, it could have been easily one or two, actually one of three ways. <clears throat> Ric Flair comes down in the ring. Or doesn't even come down and comes there halfway, right? While Lacey Evans' music hits, that's when the roll-up comes about. A women's right, you know, with the referee distracted with Shayna Baszler or whatever. And Nia didn't have to do the leg drop, but she fucking did anyways. And, like, you already have beaten this horse into the fucking ground. Why are we, why are you doing that after the fact that Lacey already had her knocked out, dumbass? Like, for real, I love, I like meeting Nia in person. But I'm not speaking about my WrestleMania access experience. I'm just saying one focal point of this evening was not to be a negative Nancy about the Royal Rumble, but it was about usually I rant about something that pissed me the fuck off. And when you have somebody that has been complained about behind the scenes doing something even more stupid... So she, you add injury to insult when after the fact that, you know, it's complete chaos in the ring and the referee fucks up not once, not twice, but three times the lady because he's told, oh, by the way, we're running interference. Because every referee, doesn't matter what level you're at, you have to know, okay, at this point in the match, I'm not supposed to turn my head. I'm supposed to just turn a blind eye. He's standing over literally standing over Charlotte and he doesn't notice the fucking bump? Really? I understand that it's supposed to be a giant work in wrestling. I understand that this is not a sprint. This is a fucking marathon. I get all those metaphors. But what I'm not understanding is when you have a wrestling match that opens up the show, it's supposed to set the tone, not piss you off as a fan. But like I said, the curse of being a former worker is that you notice the bullshit in between. I'm not mad at Charlotte. Although, you know, Daddy, did he have something to do with the, oh, you run interference? Whoever planned out the match and helped plan out, it said, oh, you know, this would be a great idea. Don't. I love Rick, but son of a bitch. He, that, that has his name written all over it. I didn't plan the match. Yes, you did. Well, then why would you... You handed Lacey a roll of fucking quarters because you couldn't see it, and she hit Charlotte there after she got punched in the face. Which is, that counts as an interference spot where Charlotte retaliates. And then, again, Lacey, you know, Lacey gets involved once, stay, and Charlotte gets pissed and knocks her off the apron, so that's two. And then comes back, like when she's about to bridge, two. So Charlotte gets pissed. Again, she forearms Lacey in the face. Then there's some instance where Charlotte goes after Shayna Baszler or Nia Jax. And Lacey proceeds to hit Charlotte in the fucking face with whatever Rick gave her. Then she puts it back in her granny panty pouch. And um, 
They're like, do you? I do not hate Lacey. I just think her interference spots could have been minimized to the maximum of two, two interference spots, not three or four. And wrestling, it doesn't matter what level you're at. I got asked this question earlier. Does it matter if she? I'm like, dude, the heat between Lacey and Charlotte is really fucking annoying. What is the point of this feud? Oh, to make, you know, Lacey Evans have a fake on-screen relationship with Ric Flair? With Space Mountain, the oldest fucking decrepit ride? Entire United States of America? Woo! That ride's been broken for 30-plus years, man. Rick is a great wrestler, but like fabulous moolah. Please stop. Just stop. There's no need because it's just become a comedy. It's Rick's career is not a joke, but when you run that many goddamn interference spots in one match, and that match is supposed to be known as the curtain jerk or the one that sets the tone for the rest of the night, like, wow, some of you may say, well, I didn't see the problem. The match, I, you know, did they got heat? Okay, and then they did their job. It's not that they didn't, not that Lacey didn't do her job. I just, from an outsider's perspective on the women's tag team championship match, it was not the best of matches. But if I think on this, at least the women's wrestling in WWE is way better than the wrestling in AEW. Just saying, just pointing that out there. For those of you who think I'm going to constantly bash WWE, there's a valid point here. When you have a women's Royal Rumble and you watch, you watch, any other women's wrestling, not to take away from these beautiful athletes, uh, but I am going to say it on a level outside of the debauchery that was the women's tag, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match last night. I will point out congratulations to Bianca Belair because, girl, you busted. You worked your ass off to get to this point. She may not have won an NXT Women's Championship versus Shayna Baszler because I think they work hard. And Shayna Baszler is one of those people. So if you think that women's wrestling has not evolved, then boy, you're living under a rock. It's not, and again, it's not the fact that she's black and that she wanted, you know, African American, you know. Oh, you know, Black History Month. No, man, that comment that got made last night, like, honestly, I wasn't even on air, but I just got a message from somebody, and I'm not going to name names. When you message a show that's not even on air to say something as pathetic and as ignorant as the only reason why they let her win was because she was, and I'm not going to repeat the expletives from that message because... It pissed me the fuck off as a man of color. It's my obligation to see things fairly. And as a former worker, it's just like, you know what? 
this person said that, you know, why is it certain people get handouts? Why, you know, Triple H only liked her because he looked at the dark coffee or some weird shit. <clears throat> I don't know if they were drunk, sober, whenever they wrote this message, but let me tell you something. Bianca Belair has had to work for every penny that she's ever earned. And she was just emotionally happy with him. She said, Mommy, Daddy, I love you. This wouldn't be possible without you. Those are genuine fucking tears, man. You work your ass off in the Rumble. You work your ass off not just there, but NXT. You work your ass off performance center to get where she's at. Girl, she had strength. She had agility. She had a personality. She's been, you know, she may not have been, her character may not have been adapted to at first. I can guarantee you what you saw was only just the beginning. Because despite what you said, sir, despite what you even mentioned politics having to do with this, yes, the locker room is full of politics. But at the same time, if you don't shut your mouth, you know, fall in line, you know, and then be unique in that order, never going to get anywhere. And complaining about, well, her feet touched the fucking ground, and even you can see of all people. Like, I, I've had four eye surgeries. Yes, her foot looked like it touched the ground, but her heel was not on the ground at all, period, because her and Rhea Ripley went back into the ring, if you saw the replay, they went back into the ring, Rhea Ripley tried the clothesline over the top and then you got clothesline over by Bianca Belair. Hey, folks. The 2021 winner of the Royal Rumble, Bianca Belair. Yes, the women's tag match between Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair and Asuka was the drizzling shit. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens was a pretty good setup for Roman Reigns versus Edge, but, you know, whatever. It is. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. Some people who get out of wrestling, just stay away. Because you're an amazing legend. Rick, we love you to pieces. Can you please? Because what if the poor guy ends up having something bad health-wise happen to him again? And it could be because of all, you know, he touched wrestling. I'll probably put it. Uh, other than that, I was impressed, folks, with the Royal Rumble. This is the second year in a row. Actually, no, Rumble's been getting better. I mean, sure, some people may not agree with some of the results from the men's, and sure, some of you may disagree with the current winner's winner. But overall, the people who watched the 21 Royal Rumble and for the people who are about to watch WrestleMania. Godspeed, man. There's only 16,000 people that'll be sitting in that arena. There's only going to be nine. You can catch it live on the WWE Network. It is free for your first month subscription. After that, it's $9.99. If you can't afford a valid or if you don't use a credit card and you prefer to use some kind of sweating card, you know, you can get your WWE card at your local bar, 
story. You can go on the shop. It's a little bit pricey right now. Six dollars and ninety nine cents for shipping. Standard shipping. Eleven is thirteen dollars now, and ninety nine for standard one day shipping. Also, folks, yourself today, tomorrow, or whenever. Grow a pair. Monster like not grow a pair. Just yeah, grow a pair and go to Monster Factory because look who they've produced. Ian Priest, Matt Riddle, Seamus. Look in the history. King, they trade for Sharp for previous owner in Clinton. Um, invest in yourself today. MonsterFactory.org. Do not email the office if you have a severe question about uh, tuition costs. If you go and do attend the famous Monster Factory, you are required to wear a mask the entire more information, contact the number on the website on www.monsterfactory.org, the world-famous Monster Factory located in Paulsburg, New Jersey. If you would like to have a general meeting, you can look up information on GPS, the phone number on there as well. Invest in yourself today. Become a professional resident, announcer, produce. I want to be. Danny Cage is going to help you. That man is amazing. Go see him. Message, message him on Twitter if you can't reach him directly via the phone. He. He's a good uh, owner, head coach, trainer, whatever have you. He keeps up Monster Factory. He cares for his kids. I've been to two of his super camps. Can vouch for him. He's very good at what he does. All right, so that'll do it for tonight on Wrestle Radio Network. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Asia, Toronto, Canada, Montreal, Tokyo, Japan, Taipei, Taiwan. Jamaica, what up? Mexico City, I love you all. I love you all. Thank you. United States of America, I love you all too. Game, but I love you guys. Thank you so much. I, you know, tune in tomorrow at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Toodles, bitches. I got real this time. Yes.